Welcome to today's hot topic. We are diving into spanking. Oh, what are you going to do? I'm excited to go there with you. Now, this is something that God has put on my heart for a while, and I have my own journey to share with you, and I'm, I'm a little bit nervous about this, um, only because this is a very, very controversial topic right now in our culture, in our world, even among Christians. But what I do believe is that God has called me to share this with you and share my journey with you. And so I just want to start by saying, wherever you land on this and whatever you hear and and wherever it takes you, my challenge to you to not just say, oh, I disagree with her. I'm out. I'm not listening to this podcast ever again. Even if it's brought me a lot of joy, even if God spoke through it, like don't do that. Stick around. It's okay if we disagree. You know, it's funny. I, I remember I've been working for my church for a little while and my pastor recently said, oh, that he um, agreed with this other pastor about, uh, I can't remember the exact number he said, but I feel like it was like around 75%. And I was like, oh, is that really low or is that really high? And he kind of looked at me oddly because it was really high. And I, I always assumed like agreement. And if you're recommending a book to someone, to your, to your congregation, you would be up in the nineties, you know, maybe to a hundred because, you know, you agree that much. And there's, there's so much that you are on the same page on, but even among pastors that agree, there is still this, this big these big gaps in these different issues or the specifics of the issues. And so I want to challenge you to not just look at a disagreement, not to look at that gap and say, well, now I can't be here. Now I can't listen to her. Now she can't invest in my life because I do believe that God wants to speak something to you, whether it's today or in a different episode. And that's okay too. But I know he called me to this. And so lean in. And if you're challenged by this, don't let it stop here. I tell you this all the time, but I want to help you look at the Bible in a a fresh way. I want to remind you of God's truth. But I can't be your only source for that. I'm not a theologian. I'm not a pastor. I am here to share what God is speaking to me and am honored to be here and do that with you. But you need to go to your leaders. You need to be plugged into a church. You need to have those conversations with your leaders as well, especially the the points you're challenged on and not just give in to what culture says or not just dip out when you're like a little, feel a little tension there. Okay, so that's my challenge to you. And I'm going to try and keep this as short as possible because I don't want to linger here too long because there are much more important things in parenting. There's so much more. And so I don't want it to this to be the, the whole issue. It's not the whole issue, but it is an important issue that I believe needs to be talked about. So we're doing it here. But the thing is, I also have a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of information for you. So this might have to be broken up into two or three episodes. We'll see what happens. I'm going to do my best. But I, I realized I didn't want to just share my story. Like that is powerful and impactful. And maybe that will will help you. But I realized with where culture is at and, and all of the the things out there, I, I, could, I, had to, I couldn't stop there. I needed to take it farther. I needed to help you uh, unpack um, some of the things that are confusing within our culture that might shape your opinion. So I got lots to share. Um, I'll, I'll tell you a little bit more about it in a minute, but for now, let's hop into today's episode.
Welcome to the Morning Mama podcast, where it is time to wake up to the life you were created for. Come join me on a journey to heal from your past, craft a healthy, joy-filled life, and discover the gifts and passions inside of you that the world needs. Hi, I'm Brittany, a former marriage and family therapist who is ready to help you grab hold of your courage, step out in faith, and discover that your life can become more than you ever dreamed possible. This is Morning Mama, a place for you to throw off all that has been holding you back and run into true freedom. All right, mama. Okay, let's do this. So first, I'm going to start by sharing my story. And then we're going to go a little bit into what the Bible says and what uh, different theologians have said. And then we're going to go into what culture says and what I believe the Bible says about that. Okay, so there's a lot of layers to this. Again, we'll see how fast we can get through it all. I literally have pages and pages of notes of quotes. So but I'm not, they're exciting. So I hope not to bore you at all. I think it'll be great. It's just a lot of information. So let me just start with my story. So for me, I grew up my whole life saying, since I was a kid, like since I was just this little kid that didn't even know better, knew what to think, I decided that I would never spank my children. That that was something that I was going to do as a parent. I was never going to spank them. And that was something I decided. So I got married and I was like, uh, we're not spanking our kids right. Okay, great. Um, and I was so, so set on this and so certain and constantly looking for evidence to support this. Now, when I was expecting our first child, um, I remember one of my mentors at the time asked me, um, hey, what are you going to do for discipline? And, you know, I think maybe my son was first born. I was, you know, still pregnant. I can't remember exactly when she asked this. And, you know, that's so far out when the the baby's first born and you're like, oh, this precious little thing. I don't need anything for discipline. Like what? This baby's so precious and perfect. And, you know, (laughs) that's so, so far gone. And so I was like, "Um, I don't know, but I'm not going to spank. I know that. She was like, okay, well, what are you going to do instead of that? I was like, I don't know, timeouts. I don't know. Like, and I'm here. I am a therapist. Like I've, I've gone through training in school, but the thing is that the training I went through in school, it never, um, really spoke to me. It never satisfied me. Like it, it wasn't, it didn't, it didn't connect with me. It didn't feel adequate enough. And so I just kind of was like, Oh, we'll figure this out. I just know I'm not going to spank, but we're going to figure this out. So, you know, as you can imagine, the story goes, my son got older and moved deeply into toddlerhood. And I realized that I had no plan and I needed a plan. Like, we're just making this up. We need some help in trying to figure out what to do with this behavior. And so I remember um, trying and searching forever to find some resources that aligned with me, that aligned with my viewpoint that I felt good about. And I found this one really popular kind of um, course that's not Christian. And um, I, I took it and I really loved it. And I was like, yes, this is what I've always wanted to do. And, you know, this is great. But I also at the same time kind of felt never fully great about it. Um, I think partly because it wasn't from a Christian perspective. And so I was always trying to be like, well, does this make sense with what the Bible says? And I I kind of always had to filter it. And so I just wasn't fully satisfied. And so I was like, wait, you know, the the, the problem is I need to get a Christian resource that says these same things. So I'm going to go and do a bunch of research and figure out a Christian resource that will tell me all these exact same things, all my values, all the things I want to do. And that will be the solution. So I set out to find this resource and searched 
and searched and searched for a Christian resource. I didn't talk about spanking and did things exactly how I wanted to do them. And there wasn't a lot out there. I did finally find a couple and I will share those with you at the end for whoever might want them. But I, so I was like, great, I found these. This is awesome. I have this now. It's, uh, you know, this resource is great. I never actually took the steps to go through them because I was still like trying to figure out the other program I was in. And, and, and around that time, God just started kind of convicting me. It was like, huh, why exactly was it so hard to find a, a Christian resource that met my expectations, that met what I wanted to do? Like, hmm, I wonder if that's a little bit of a yellow flag there. Why, why is there not more of them out there that say what I want them to say? And, you know, in this journey, just to be fully honest, I was surrounded by a lot of people that believed spanking was the right thing to do. And I fully judged them. Like, and I've, I've shared this with them in recent times, but I had the hardest time processing it. Like even my pastor had shared at one moment that, uh, about spanking and she was kind of just sharing in a story or giving advice to someone. I can't remember what I heard first. And I remember being horrified. (gasps) How could my pastor believe this? What? I thought I knew so much better. I thought I was so in the right. Of course I know better than her. And so I was wrestling even with like, Oh, how can I fully follow her and, and take her leadership when I don't believe in what she's doing as a parent? And so this whole time I'd been wrestling with these thoughts and, and judgment and thinking I knew best about all of like, I knew better than my pastor and I knew better than the Christian resources and I knew better than blah, 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 right? Like you can see this pride that is inside of me. And it reminds me of uh, that episode I shared, um, oh gosh, at the beginning of this series on biblical discipline. And it was all about itching ears and how um, there's a, a passage in scripture. I can't remember it right now, but uh, it talks, just go back and listen to that episode. It's like probably like 10 or 15 ago. And it talks all about how in in later times um, that we're going to have these itching ears where we seek out teachers to tell us what we want to hear. And that's exactly what I was doing. And so right around that time, I remember being on a call with my friend and I remember telling her, man, I just wish the Bible had more to say about how to raise kids. And like, I got off the phone shortly after that. And then it hit me and I was like, wait a minute. (laughs) Actually, I believe the Bible has everything that we need to know about life. So maybe I'm just not listening to what it has to say about parenting. Hmm. Interesting, huh? So you can see the struggle continue. And, you know, after this, I I read through the book of Proverbs and it had been a while since I had read through it. And I really encourage you wherever you're at on your journey to go and read Proverbs if you haven't in a while. Oh my goodness. Is it so eye-opening just about, um, not just about parenting and spanking, but just about uh, where our culture's at and, and what the Bible says. And there's some like really clear lines in the sand the Bible draws that you uh, might miss because of the cultural moment that we're in. And so I just really encourage you to go and read it. It's so helpful to be reminded of God's wisdom and that's not the wisdom of the world. And so, yeah, go back and read that. So I read it around that time. And as I was reading it, it hit me over and over and over again as it talked about the rod of discipline. And I, as I read it, I was like, oh, well, this, this must mean something else. It couldn't mean spanking, right? And so I convinced myself of that. But then, you know, I even went down to the commentary in my Bible. I have an ESV study Bible. And 
you know, usually in the commentary, if there's a passage that's kind of um, controversial or um, it's not super clear what it means, it'll give the different viewpoints of different theologians and what they think it means. Um, Sometimes there's like four or five different viewpoints that are shared there. And so I thought, of course, like that, that's what it'll be, you know, well, it could mean this and it could mean this. And I go down to read it and there's only one viewpoint and it says, this is referring to physical discipline. And I was like, oh my gosh, even the commentary in my Bible is saying this. I can no longer ignore this. But of course, I'm still stubborn and still struggling. And so I, I go and I read all the different commentaries. Um, if you haven't used the Blue Letter Bible app, it's really cool. You can dive into the meaning of different words, the original Greek and Hebrew, and uh, see different commentaries about different passages or different words. It's super awesome. It's a free app. It's the Blue Letter Bible app. Super cool. So I went in there and read the different commentaries on some of these passages and Proverbs on uh, the Rod of Discipline. And every single commentary, it was very clear that this was referring to physical discipline or spanking. And so God took me there and he had me. I realized that I did not know more than all of the people that had come before me. I did not know more than my pastor. I did not know more than these theologians. I did not know more than all of the biblical resources out there. I was not better. I was not smarter. I was not right. I was not right. And really, this is something that only the conviction and power of God could have gotten me to because I was so set in this belief since I was a little child that it it took a miracle to turn me around in this belief. But I did. And I now do believe in spanking. And now I'm going to unpack for you all of that. We're going to again start in scripture. I'm going to go through some of what the theologians have said and com- uh, articles they've written on it. Um, we're going to go into some of the research around spanking that culture uses to say that it's the worst possible thing you could do to a child. And I have a lot to say about all of it. So um, I hope that my story helps open up your heart a little bit. If this is something you've struggled with or you you maybe have an adamant view in the opposite direction of where I ended up. And so um, I just encourage you to go on the ride with me, go on the journey and then have some conversations with your leaders and, and with God and just ask the Holy Spirit to reveal to you what he thinks and make sure, remember, the Holy Spirit is never going to contradict God's word. So if it's going to be different than what I'm saying today, you need to know, uh, you need to stand firmly in how you're going to interpret those scriptures then. Because uh, from what I have looked up, it is clear that the interpretation is that this is about physical discipline. So well, we'll talk more about that in a minute. Um, but so first of all, I want to say, like I said a minute ago, culture says this is about the worst thing that you can do to a kid. And this is why we have been studying culture so much and unpacking how it has influenced our parenting and our beliefs in so many different ways, because we have to see that it has infiltrated our minds. And it's not just with spanking, like this is a big, clear one, but there are so many other places that it's impacted. And so we have to be aware of where that has happened, why we feel this resistance to some of the things the Bible says. And spanking is not the only one that is controversial and not the only one that's a hot topic these days, you know, but there are these different places in the Bible that is really a big deal right now, right? Gender is one of those, um, homosexuality, right? There's a lot of very hot topics 
in the world right now that we can feel this pressure and tension when we come to those places in the Bible. If we haven't fully done the work to figure out what we believe and what we know the Bible to say, and I used to feel that. You, you've heard my journey with spanking, but with the other things as well. You know, I've, I used to feel that tension and feel really uncomfortable. And, you know, there's moments I still feel uncomfortable, but I now know because I've done the work. I know what I believe and know what the Bible says, and I can stand confidently in that. And so I encourage you with all of these issues to do that work yourself and be able to stand firmly in God's word because we can't just throw out parts of it. We don't get to pick and choose which parts of the Bible that we want to believe. This is God's word. So that's why it's so important to understand each part of it and not just uh, brush over it, not just say, oh, it must mean something else. And and to go to TikTok theologians who are going to tell us what feels good in this moment. But those are not real theologians. So let's dive in a little bit to this. So first of all, <clears throat> I want to unpack what spanking is and what it's not. Because I know uh, part of the reason, not the full reason, but part of the reason that people are so against spanking is because they have this view of it that is uh, inaccurate, or or at least I don't believe it's what God calls us to. I think uh, it's an accurate view of what maybe happened in the past or how, how culture has used it in the past, but it's not the way that God calls us to do it. So first of all, Spanking is not to ever be done in anger. God calls us to do things in love, to not let anger take over us. So we are not to spank in anger. And this, if we do, we're sinning against our child. Bottom line. So to draw that line for you, to paint that picture, if you struggle with it, maybe that's uh, something you experienced as a kid. And this is not what we're talking about here. We are talking about spanking in peace uh, with, we're going to talk more about like what happens before and after the spanking, but it's not at all involving anger. Okay. Another aspect of what spanking is not, it is not done without first having a conversation that gets to the heart of your child. So if you re- read the book, Shepherding a Child's Heart, or um, I've heard some different methods out there as well of just before you go to spank, first of all, you send your child to your room to calm down and you calm down because you don't want to go in there hot headed. And so both of you need to calm down. And then you go in and you have a calm and connected and loving conversation getting to the heart of what happened. What is going on in your child's heart? Why did they choose this rebellion? Why did they choose this sin? What pain are they feeling? And you can speak some truth into that. And so that's where you start as you have this conversation beforehand to get to the bottom and to make sure they understand why they're getting a spanking. Another thing that spanking is not, is it's not about demanding blind compliance. And we kind of referenced this in the last one, but it's all about helping the child understand themselves, their sin nature, their pain, and understanding God's law and what God says and why God calls us to obedience and um, even why parents are called to spank. I, I explain this to my child almost every time because I want him to know why I'm doing it. I'm not angry at him. I'm doing this because God has commanded me to. Now, I know some of you are cringing right now because that goes against like how we want to view God. It goes against our culture. It goes against these things. And it feels so, oh, right. Even because culture hates any kind of authority. And so to have this perspective on God is is kind of cringeworthy. And I get that. I've felt that before. But dig into your Bible, friend, because God is all about authority. And he does command us to do this. 
Um, Spanking is also only done by the parent in a private space. This is just to, to help the child not feel embarrassed. There's no one besides the parent that should be doing the spanking. This is just that relationship with the child and the parent. And they should do it without any siblings watching or anyone else watching. Spanking is not just a quick fix, right? We're not talking, like I said, about demanding compliance. We're not saying like, you messed up, now you're getting a spanking, right? That's not the kind of thing we're talking about. In fact, one of the things that spanking is, is it actually takes a lot of energy and effort because you have to have that long conversation and you have to figure out what's in their heart and you have to help them figure out what happened and why they did that. And it takes a lot of energy and effort. So it's not a quick fix, not at all. And another thing that spanking is not, it is not the full definition of what discipline is. And that's why I want to not just sit here for too long is because I don't want you to think this is the end all be all of everything. Like this is not the, the wholeness of biblical discipline. This is one aspect of it. And Full discipline comprises much more than just the moment of spanking. And I want to share my first quote with you. This is from Paul Wegner. It's from his article, Discipline in the Book of Proverbs, to spank or not to spank. And he, this is what he says. He says, spare the rod and spoil the child. This common maxim, a one-size-fits-all approach to child discipline, is often wrongly attributed to the Bible. In reality, the book of Proverbs, when taken as a whole, encourages its readers to use multiple levels of discipline, ranging from pointing out improper behavior to the use of corporal punishment. In fact, the Hebrew word muskar, commonly translated as discipline in the Old Testament, has a wide range of meanings that suggest various levels of discipline, including one including on one end of the spectrum, teaching or instruction, and it gives a bunch of examples of the verses there, Um, then progressing to exhortation or warning, and climaxing with discipline or chastising. To draw from only a few proverbs would be to miss the complexity. So I share that with you. Because I want you to throw out this old idea of what spanking is, that it's just demanding this moment that that's the only thing you do now is you're just going to spank every time they do anything wrong and you're going to do it in anger and it's going to be a quick fix. And, you know, like that none of that is true. That is not at all the picture that God paints for us. When we read the whole book of Proverbs, we, we see that God calls us to these different levels of discipline, these different moments for teaching or um, warning or these different things. And it's not just about the spanking. And so you have to see the full picture to even allow yourself maybe to to believe this might be what God calls you to. And so I wanted to unpack that for you. And here's a few things of what spanking is. One, it's only for young children. Um, Now, there's not like an exact age given. I've heard multiple ones. I've heard some people say around seven. I've heard some people say max of 11. Um, You know, it it really kind of depends. I've heard some people talk about elementary age. So, you know, it really depends on what what shepherding a child's heart talks about is to really allow the Holy Spirit to guide you and, and, and know when the right time is for your child because it is going to be different for each child. And so we're not talking about spanking teenagers. This is just for young kids, which is another reason why this is not all of what biblical discipline is, right? Okay, another thing that it is, is it's only for defiance or rebellion. So we're not spanking for every little moment and everything that happens. No, it's for when our child specifically rebels against us or they're they're defiant towards us. And in those moments, that is when a spanking would be appropriate. 
Okay, it's also something that you have to trust God in faith about. And I didn't pull the quote, uh, but from Sh- in Shepherding a Child's Heart, he talks about spanking is kind of one of those things you have to have faith to believe that God calls you to it because it doesn't fully make sense to you. And I think especially in today's culture that a little bit more of that faith is required because you think, but I'm hitting my child, right? (laughs) I don't even like to use that word because you're not there's a lot of different ways to hit a child. And we're not talking about abuse here, right? We're talking about controlled, non-angry moment where you have a conversation beforehand. And so I don't even like to use that word, but the culture can make you think that and can make you question it. And so it does take some faith to just believe God's word and say, okay, God, I don't fully understand this. I don't like it. And you don't have to like it. I don't like it. I don't like it at all. But I trust God's word and I'm not just going to toss out what he says in his word to fit what the culture says or to fit what feels right. Okay, and the last thing that spanking is, and we already talked about this, but it's costly. It takes a lot of time. It takes your pouring your heart out and creating that healthy connection with your kid. Okay, now I'm going to unpack. I shared a little bit about what the the spanking procedure looks like, but I'm going to share with you a little bit more details on what that looks like. I get a lot of this from the book Shepherding a Child's Heart again. um, I get some of this from what my pastors have done. So what it looks like first, if I'm angry, I send my son to his room so that he can cool down. I can cool down. I do not want to go in with any kind of anger. And I often use my own four steps before I go in there to make sure that I am grounded and calm. And so if you don't have your four steps, you got to have them. You need to know how to calm down in order to use this, this method that God calls us to, because we cannot do it in anger. And hey, if you have spanked in anger, it's okay. God forgives. We all mess up. We all make mistakes, right? If you've listened to the last episode about failing as a mom, you, you've heard me talk about it. Like we're all, we're all going to make mistakes. So, you know, if I ever get to a point where I lash out in anger in some kind of way at my son, usually it looks like yelling. Um, but I apologize. And so if you do, if that happens, first of all, set up some, some, uh, procedures so that doesn't happen. Just don't let yourself spank unless you've gone through these steps. Make sure you don't go into that room until you're calm. Um, And if you mess up, apologize and say, I'm so sorry. Even when you do something wrong, I should not spank you in anger. And just admit that to your child. So I hope you don't feel shame. God God is a God of forgiveness and uh, our kids are also loving and forgiving too. And just, just change the course. Course correct. It's okay. Okay, so I send him to his room. I usually take however long I need, even if it feels too long. Even if I'm like, oh, I should probably go in there because he needs to talk to me. No, like I really need to make sure that I am grounded before I go in there. Otherwise, it's not going to go well. Because usually at first he needs a little bit of calming down before we can really get to a connected place in the conversation. So I need to make sure I'm solid. Okay, and I usually pray and ask God and the Holy Spirit to guide me. And I go in and I talk to him first. And the first part just kind of depends. Sometimes I'll ask, hey, bud, like, what's going on? What what were you feeling when you hit your sister? And if you um, go back to episode, um, 
I think it's 101, you can hear some of the questions that you can ask your kid to get to their heart. But I, I figure out how to get to their heart. Like, what was going on when you were talking back to me? Like, what, what are you feeling right now? Um, sometimes I'll do that by trying to help him walk out his four steps. And so I might guess like, hey, bud, I, I wonder if when this was all happening, I wonder if you were feeling alone. I wonder if you were feeling like mommy wasn't paying enough attention to you. And so um, when you felt alone, you decided to um, lash out and hit mommy or, you know, whatever it was. And then I would go through the next steps. And, you know, if he says that's true, then I'd be like, okay, yeah. And I understand that. But here's the thing. The truth is you're never alone, bud. God's always with you. And you know that I love you. I'm not going to be perfect, but I love you so much. And so instead of getting angry, what else could you do instead? And so then we talk about like what that solution could look like. Um, If you ever want to simplify it, these are the questions my pastors use that I find really helpful when I'm really having trouble kind of figuring out he's not wanting to talk or I don't know quite the question to get there or I forget the questions. These are really simple as um, one, why was or what did you do wrong? Like what happened? What did you do wrong? And, and make this into a conversation. It doesn't just have to be like a one word answer. Again, you're trying to get to their heart. Um, and then the second question is why was that wrong? So helping them make sure they understand why they're getting a spanking, they understand why the behavior was wrong. And then the next question is what are you going to do differently next time? Help them figure out a plan like okay, that made sense that you felt alone. Like mommy was really busy cooking. Okay. So next time, like, what could you do? You could come ask for a hug and I might say, Hey, I'm so sorry, but I can't give you a hug this second because this thing is burning, (laughs) but just, just give me a minute. I'll be right there. Right. So we're, we're trying to strategize like what he could do in those moments instead, because we do need to talk about that. We do need to teach our kids what to do with these feelings that come up because we all have them. We're always going to all have them. And so we have to help them understand those feelings and know what to do with them. And then after we kind of get to his heart, we go through those questions or whatever questions we decide or the four steps. I remind him that I'm not angry at him, but I remind him that God has given me the job to teach him to obey and that God has told me to spank when he, when he's disobedient. Then I give him a spanking and then I ask him, I I ask him if he wants a minute or if he wants a hug. And I usually sit on the floor and wait for him to be ready and when he's ready, he usually comes and crawls into my lap and gives me a hug. And I, I just speak truth over him. And I say, buddy, I love you so much. I usually ask him to, if he wants to say sorry. And I don't do, do that for me. I do it so that he learns how to apologize and how much freedom is found when we repent, when we ask for forgiveness. And so I, I teach him to say that to me. And I say, buddy, I forgive you. I love you so much. There's nothing you can do to change that. Sometimes I'll pray for him. Um, sometimes I'll unpack more more about, you know, why this is happening, why I'm teaching him these things. And we have a whole conversation in a connected moment. And so you see, like, this whole process takes a long time. It takes a lot of effort and it's not always convenient. It's not always easy. It never is either of those really. Usually I'm like, no, no, please don't do that thing that you're about to do because then we're going to have to do this whole thing. But honestly, I do believe these moments draw us closer together. And I have actually seen the changes in him since we begin implementing spankings. And I also love that the book Shepherding a Child's Heart talks about how after you spank, if your child is is not 
willing to hug you and talk to you and be close to you, there's probably something wrong. One is maybe in the process of this, in in the process of spanking, you were unloving towards him. Maybe you were in anger. Maybe you weren't being patient. Maybe whatever it was. And so you need to assess that and apologize if needed. Because if you sin against them, like you want to hold yourself accountable, just like you're asking them to be held accountable. And a second thing that might be going on is maybe your, your child's heart is still in rebellion and he hasn't fully repented and turned back. And so then maybe you need to have more conversation, maybe another spanking, just depending on what it all looks like. But I, I love that because it means that always the goal and always the place we land is this point of connection and depth and and loving each other. And I have found that to be true. It is so I do love those moments afterwards because uh, my son can just see clearly how his behavior has hurt himself and hurt other people. And isn't that what our sin does? Like it sounds so bad in today's culture to be like to say those words, but our sin hurts people. Our sin hurts ourselves. And so we have to help our kids see that and to see that there is consequences. And I think part of why this is God's plan is because a a spank on the butt is going to hurt far less than if they don't learn to be obedient to God when they're older and they cheat or they binge drink or, you know, whatever it is like if we can help our kids' hearts be soft to God and follow him, then this is a much easier path than any kind of rebellion that might happen later. And one of the the beautiful things it talks about in the book is even for teenagers, he has found that their teenagers do have not rebelled because everything was taken care of in the young years with these conversations and these clear consequences and that their teenagers are now connected to them and they don't go through this uh, rebellious phase and, you know, this attitude like they now are still on a team with their teenagers, even at that age. And so all of this pouring in is worth it. And all of this stepping into this discomfort of having to spank and not wanting to and maybe not even feeling sure if this is the right thing, it's okay to feel that. You can just do it in faith. And, you know, in my pastor's kids, I have seen this as well. Their, their kids are teenagers and, you know, they spanked them, but they did it in love with these conversations and were consistent with love and discipline throughout their lives. And they are incredible girls that have no rebellion in sight. They are super connected with their parents, super loving, super successful by the world standards and by God's standards. Um, and so this, it really does work. But really, you, it doesn't even matter if you believe that. You can just do it in faith. So, okay, I have much more to unpack for you. Obviously, this is getting long, so I'm going to um, go into all the research that I've done, and there's a, there's a lot of research. So I, ch- I challenge you, if, if you're still not sure where you stand, dive into the next episodes. Don't just let this be the end of it. Hear out what I have to say. Hear out what the theologians have to say. Hear out what I have to say about the current research, and then you can go and finish your journey. I mean, you could continue your journey now as well by reading Proverbs in between these episodes and talking to your leaders and having conversations with other people. Like, don't let it stop here. Figure out what you believe these passages in the Bible mean and make sure you do it with sound doctrine, sound way of reading the Bible. We're going to talk all about that. Okay. Okay. I'm giving it all away. I'm going to stop. Let me pray for you. God, uh, I just thank you for this community of women that is willing to push culture, 
and to challenge what we think and what we feel, God. And I just pray that everyone listening, Lord, that you would speak to them individually, God. I I pray that you would show them what you have for them. I pray you would take them on their own journey of wherever you want them to go, Lord. Uh, This is not for me to decide. This is not my journey, God, but it's the journey you have with them. And so, Lord, I just pray for people to speak into their life. I pray for people to have these challenging conversations with God. And I pray you would be in all of it, God. I pray that you would help us raise our kids up in the way they should go. So when they're old, they will not depart from it, God. And I pray you'd give us the courage and the faith to do this, God, your way. And we love you. And I just pray against any division of the enemy that he would want to create in this moment, God. I just pray that your voice would ring louder, God. The lies would fall away, God. And and people would just be ready to fight for unity, even if we disagree. And so, God, I thank you for your goodness and we can trust you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Love you, Mama. If you've found hope and inspiration in today's episode, then hit subscribe. Make sure you don't miss a moment on this journey of healing. Want to help more mamas enter into the hope and freedom you have found? Please take a moment to leave a review. This helps so much to get Morning Mama seen so that more mamas can find this space. Lastly, please come say hi in our Facebook group, Morning Mama Collective. I would love to meet you and learn your story. Let me know where you're getting stuck in your healing journey so that you can help inspire more episodes. I am so grateful for you, Mama, and I cannot wait to see all that God has in store for you. Mama.